everyone, this is Rose Ramandi and welcome back to this week's teaching as we go deeper in God's master plan. What we have been doing in the last few weeks actually is we've been taking every story in the Old Testament and unveiling Christ in every single one of them to understand that this has been God's master plan for mankind to come to a place of knowing who he is and sit in a position that God has always wanted man to sit or stand actually there. And that is living in the fullness of Christ and living actually in a land that is our promised land. So actually in the last, um, uh, in the last teaching, Masood, uh, you know, talked to you about the nation of Israel. And we are right now in the story of Moses and the nation of Israel because going forward in the Bible, by the time you get to the, to the book of Exodus, uh, the nation of Israel, they play a major part, like the whole Old Testament, starting from Exodus, it's about the nation of Israel. But what happened is, um, all those stories and the nations, they have actually, they have a message for us in God and in Christ. And understanding that what is that mystery of Jesus Christ and what is God is trying to reveal to every single one of us through those stories. Today in this session, I am a, we are going to take a look at Egypt. When God came to Abraham, uh, he told Abraham that, you know, there will be a seed from you and that seed is going to bring so many blessings to the world and to the nations. And then, but he says, you know, what happens is they're going to go to Egypt and uh, they're going to stay in Egypt for 400 years and I'm going to visit them and I'm going to deliver them from Egypt and bring them to the land of promise. Let's go to Acts chapter 7 as our brother Stephen is actually um, summarizing the story and just giving that, you know, uh, total conclusion of what just really happened when God came to Abraham and how, you know, that um, story of Egypt is so related to the promise that we, are, we have in Christ Jesus. In Acts chapter 7, Stephen here is talking and he says, you know, we can take a look at verse 4. Um, uh, then he came out of the land of Chaldean. So he's talking about Abraham here that God called him and said, come out of your land, your house, your family. So it says, he came out of the land of Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran for, uh, and from there, when his father, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. So do you see, Abraham moved to the land of promise, but he couldn't inherit the land of promise. Verse five, and God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot up, foot on, but even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. So it says, okay, God, you know, Abraham actually came and dwelt in a land but what happened was God says, you know what, I'm going to give you a promise now that you don't, even though you don't have a child, but there will be a seed from you that he is going to inherit this land, basically. But uh, look at verse 7. So in, in, the, in the following uh, you know, videos, actually, we are going to uh, spend some time and go deeper in the promised land to understand that the promised land that God gave to Abraham is not just a land, land out there, it is the body of Christ, which we are going to 
you know, take a look at it deeper in the following, in the following teachings. But uh, for today, because we want to understand what is the land of Egypt, symbolic of like, what is Egypt is referring and how can we have that understanding in Christ? So therefore, verse 6 says, But God has spoken this way, that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land, and that they would bring them into bondage and oppression them for uh, 400 years. So there are three words that you want to pay attention here, because by the time we open up this understanding, they, they became really important. They become important. So it is the foreign land, and uh, they come to the bondage and they will be oppressed. So, so we know uh, it's talking about the land of Egypt, that they were in the slavery in the land of Egypt. So Joseph moved to, land, to Egypt and Joseph was well known. He was Pharaoh's right hand. But after Pharaoh died and generation changed, the other kings that they came, they didn't remember Joseph. And therefore, they took the children, they took children of Israel, the nation of Israel, and they used them as the slavery to build um, things that they want to build, basically, right? So now here, so they were in a foreign land, and they were in bondage, and they were under oppression. Look at verse seven. It says, "And the nation to whom they will be in bondage, I will judge." says God, and after that they shall come out and serve me in this place, okay? So it says, okay, God is going to basically judge that nation and then bring them out to this place that you are in, the promised land, so that they can finally serve God. And then it says, God gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. So now let's go to Acts chapter 13. And we see that Paul is actually um, bringing the same story, talking about the same story in more detail or in a different way of looking at it. So look at in Acts chapter 13. And uh, uh, look at, um, you know, verse 16. Then Paul stood up. And motioning with his hands, said, so Paul is in synagogue and they gave him the opportunity to talk. He said, men of Israel and you who fear God, listen, the God of this people Israel chose our father and exalted, uh, chose, chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. So do you see, we had the foreign land then, then in Acts chapter 7, now it says, they dwelt as the strangers in the land of Egypt. So basically, Paul says here that when they uh, were in the land of Egypt, God eventually delivered them to the land of Egypt. And the whole purpose of delivering them, it was just to bring them to a land which was called the, the promised land so they can inherit that. So everything that was done in the land of Egypt, it was because there was a land that was called the land, the promised land. So when they came out of Egypt, they were supposed to go to the promised land. So they went through the wilderness and they went to the promised land. And today we are going to see that what God is doing, that everything that God is doing in us, it's actually, it's like bringing us out of the land of Egypt. And the whole purpose of coming out of the land of Egypt, it's actually to enter into promised land. Let's go to Exodus chapter 2. 
and um, it says, um, look at verse um, 23. Now, it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out, cried out and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Now let's move to chapter 3 verse uh, 8. This is where God appears to Moses and he says, um, you know, I have come down, look at verse 8, chapter 3, verse 8. So I have come down, uh, you know, we can, we can start reading from verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen, seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So that's interesting. God says, I know their sorrows. Verse 8, so I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and, la uh, to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. So do you see, God says, you know, the children of Israel, they were in the foreign land, they were under oppression, and they cried out to God, and God says, you know what, that's the reason that I have come, because I have heard their cry, I have heard the, that they have been under oppression, so I came to deliver them. So we know the story of what happened, Moses goes, and then he starts showing these, you know, signs basically, or the plagues on Egypt, and all the things happens until we get to the last day, which is the Passover night, which, you know, they do the Passover, and then the next day they come out of the land of Egypt. So let's take a look at verse uh, chapter 12 in, uh, in Exodus chapter 12. Um, so, uh, you know, we can just read a couple of verses in chapter 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, I will bring on more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. So keep, keep pay attention. These two words are really important. I will bring plague on Pharaoh and Egypt. So I want you to circle them because we are going to understand what is each and every single one of them. Afterward, afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, you will, sh you will surely drive, uh, drive you out of here uh, altogether. So basically, he says, I'm going to bring more plague. But now, if you, we move forward in the, the chapter 12, it says it's the Passover. So what happens in the Passover is God says, okay, you need to um, bring that Passover sacrifice and put the blood of the Passover on the doorpost of your, you know, your houses. And then when the spirit of death, basically, uh, when the... Um, when the spirit goes through the uh, through Egypt, it passes over the children of Israel, and it does not destroys the firstborns of the children of Israel, but it actually destroys the firstborn of Pharaoh, who is the king, and the firstborn of Egypt, basically. So, so when the Passover happens, they uh, the next day, you know, they can leave, and they are they are they come out of Egypt, and they are out of that slavery. So. So what we just did is, 
So we just saw the story together. We saw that how God told Abraham, uh, promised land, they came to, uh, to Egypt. And what happened in Egypt? God heard them and God brought them out of Egypt. And the last basically thing that happened that eventually delivered them from Egypt was that Passover that happened. So now let's dive deep so we can understand this in Christ. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And this is where we want to see that our, apostle, uh, our brother Paul here is um, actually telling us, revealing the truth that the Passover lamb is actually the Christ. Look at chapter 5 in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, therefore, uh, verse 7, it says, therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened for indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us so do you see Christ was that Passover lamb so what do we see you see they are in Egypt they are in Egypt they are in oppression and then there is a Passover lamb that is sacrificed but this Passover lamb is Christ so now here Paul says okay so they came out of the bondage through the Passover lamb and if Passover lamb is the Christ so we have been in Egypt but what is Egypt what kind of oppression did we have we were in bondage and a slavery to what that the crucifixion of Jesus brought us out of that oppression out of that bondage that we were in if Christ is the Passover lamb for us it means that I was that nation of God, that I was in the kind of oppression in a land that is a foreign land for me. And I, I was, uh, you know, uh, under oppression because I was in a slavery where I was. And that's why God wants to deliver me from that oppression, from that bondage. And that's why the Passover lamb is basically must be killed so that deliverance can happen um, let's go to uh, romans chapter 6 and we want to see two things here together number one what is that a slavery and number two um, like how uh, what is this foreign land that we are living in 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 romans chapter 6 look at uh, you know look at verse 15 so paul here is keep talking about sin in this chapter that how sin was dealt on the cross um, uh, verse 15 says finally he comes to a place he's talking about the grace and then he says what then shall we say what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under the grace certainly not do you not know that to whom you present yourselves as slaves a slave, the, 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 sorry, to whom you present yourselves as slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, right? Whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness. He says, the guys, 
once we were slaves to something that we were obeying, like the children of Israel, just think about it. They were, they were obeying all the orders of Pharaoh and the laws of that land that they were living. So that's why they were slaves in Egypt. And Paul says, you know, actually, the, if you really want to look at it, every single one of us, we have been a slave to sin. And sin was what we were obeying and it was what we were, you know, uh, listening to. But uh, now that you are delivered through Christ, we are going to see it, then that's why you're no longer a slave to sin. Um, look at verse 17. It says, but, but God be thanked that through, that though you were slaves of sin, Yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Okay, so do you see? So it says, all right, so you were a slave to sin, but you got delivered. But the reason you got delivered is because that doctrine, you took it upon your heart, caused you to del be delivered from sin. Why? Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he, 5, he told us that, because Christ, our Passover lamb, is sacrificed. So what happened is, okay, but Christ is sacrificed, but I need to come out of that slavery of sin. How is it going to happen when you, you take to heart, when you eat the bread, the doctrine of Christ that is unleavened? What was the leaven? Jesus said that a few times that, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees. So Pharisees were the leaders of the law. So law is the leaven that comes into the lump, the bread. That's why Paul here says, okay, I'm preaching to you grace here because I want you to be careful that you don't have a doctrine of Christ that is mixed with the leaven of the law because if that happens, that, uh, um, that uh, freedom from a slavery of sin is not going to happen. <laughs> so you need to come. So we are going to see it here that even though the Passover was uh, sacrificed, they needed to eat it. They needed to eat the bread. They needed to eat the meat, rush quickly because they were getting delivered from sin. So here it says, if you want that Passover lamb to make an effect in you, <laughs> to deliver you from Egypt, which is, now we're gonna see that the, it's sin and flesh, from the slavery of sin, we just saw the sin for now. So a slavery of sin, you need to understand, eat the doctrine of Christ that is mixed, that is not mixed with the law of Moses or with the law. So now here, what we saw so far is that, okay, the, uh, the slavery was a slavery of sin right and that's why I look at verse um, uh, you know let's go to Galatians and I want to show you that Egypt is the symbolic of the flesh the foreign land that you and I um, basically used to live there right so let's put it this way wait let's go to Galatians chapter 4 in Galatians chapter 4, Paul is revealing the mystery of the two covenants and talking about Abraham and saying that, okay, Abraham had two 
basically vibes and each one is representing something look at verse 4 uh, sorry uh, Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter 4 verse 21 tell me you who desire to be under the law do you not hear the law for it is written that Abraham had two sons the one from a bond woman and the other from a free woman so if you know the story of Abraham so you know the bond woman is referring to Hagar Hagar was a maid she was the maid of Sarah the wife of Abraham so she was from Egypt so it says okay you know what happened that woman Hagar it was actually a symbolic of something that we are going to see so Abraham had two wives the bond woman and the free woman verse 23 says but who he but he who was of the bond woman was born according to the flesh and on he of the free woman through the promise so do you see there was a promise to Abraham that your seed is going to inherit the promised land why because they were living in a land that was foreign the land that was you know that was giving birth to bondage basically they were living in the flesh so the story of Abraham and Isaac as the promised son is the story of the Christ the seed of the promise that you are going to inherit the promised land so here says therefore the bond woman was gave, gives birth to flesh look at verse 24 which things are symbolic for these are the two covenants the one from mount sinai which gave birth to bondage which is hagar and this hagar basically so now i don't want to continue reading this but basically hagar was from egypt so what happened was the it says okay egypt if hagar was from egypt she was from in the bondage and i'm giving birth to the bondage and everything that is born out of this basically um, bondage it's according to the flesh so it, egypt is the symbolic of the flesh the land that you and i used to live there so now there is a land of egypt and there is a land of promised land so god says i want to bring you out of this and put you here so you can inherit that the land that we were a slave we were in a slavery the land of oppression the land of foreign land the land that it wasn't ours we were living as a slaves there it is the flesh so egypt is the symbolic of flesh the land that we live in but now egypt is ruled by a king called pharaoh so this pharaoh had laws and rules and was bringing oppression on people and making people actually slaves in the land of egypt so romans chapter 6 said what you are a slave to you are actually a slave to the sin so the children of israel they were a slave to uh, to, to pharaoh so therefore egypt is the symbolic of the flesh and sin is 
or Pharaoh is the symbolic of sin because Pharaoh is the one that's ruling and sin was the one that was ruling in flesh. So what are we seeing here? We see that once you were in the flesh and you were bound to sin, you were a slave to sin. And God said, you know what? I heard the cry of my people that are in flesh. When God came to Moses and says, you know, I have come down to deliver my people. And we know that deliverance is talking about the, uh, you know, their Passover. So what is he saying? It says Jesus came down to become the Passover to deliver his, his uh, basically uh, his um, people from the slavery of sin and flesh. So he heard you and I, when we were in the flesh, we were oppressed and we had this under this slavery. We cried out to God for deliverance. And we see that Isaiah in chapter 66, he says, oh, that you may rend the heavens and come down God. And actually he said, I heard the cry of my people in the foreign land of the flesh. And I gave a promise to Abraham. And I remember, I gave the promise that there is a seed that is going to deliver people and bring them into the land of the promised land. And that seed, if you continue reading Galatians chapter four, that seed is, it's not Isaac. It was symbolic of the Christ or Jesus Christ who came. So God heard the groaning of you and me when we were in the flesh. <laughs> and he says, I have come down. So Jesus came down to deliver his nation, his people from the slavery of sin and deliver them from the slavery of the flesh so that he can lead them to the promised land. But how did he do it? Same way that Moses did it. The plagues came on Egypt. Do you remember I told you circle that I'm going to destroy the firstborn of Egypt. I'm going to destroy the firstborn of and like Pharaoh and the plagues started coming down on Egypt. So what do we see here? All the plagues that came down, the 10 plagues in Moses brought on Egypt, it was on flesh. The plagues were on what was ruling over us, the sin. So when the last plague which happened, which was the Passover basically, which was the death of the firstborn, it was everything that you and I gave birth to in the flesh that is destroyed when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. So we were that kind of a woman or we were in this flesh and we were living in the flesh and we were producing the fruits of the flesh, the fruit of the, basically the work of the flesh, death, or anything, right? And it says, okay, when the Passover is sacrificed, what happened is sin and death passed over people. So let's go to uh, let's go to let's go to Romans chapter six, and we want to see in Romans chapter six that when we were in the flesh and actually Romans chapter seven, when we were in the flesh and sin was ruling over us, we started producing death. 
Look at verse uh, 5 in Romans chapter 7. It says, for when we were in the flesh, so we can say when we were in Egypt, right? So when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law, so Pharaoh aroused by the law of Egypt, the flesh, so when we were in Egypt, the law, the Pharaoh was ruling by the law of Egypt, the flesh, were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. So what does it say? It says, guys, the children of Israel that they were in Egypt, they were um, being uh, ruled by the law of Egypt, which Pharaoh placed in and eventually that the whole things the flesh slavery pharaoh eventually produced death in them so so here says so when we were in the flesh the same thing happened we were in the flesh sin was our rule ruling over us and and the laws um, uh, bringing and sin flesh and law they were working together to produce death in us so now go back to the story of Egypt and coming out of Egypt when the Passover lamb was sacrificed what happened was God said you know when you put the blood on the doorpost of your house and that you know the death will pass over from you and it will not come into your house that's why the Passover lamb is called Passover because death was passed over from them. So let's go to Exodus chapter um, again 12. Exodus chapter 12. And now look at, we want to take a look at uh, chapter 12 together and understand the Passover a little better. And I want you to keep in mind that what Paul says in Romans and what Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, guys, if you want to come out of the slavery of the flesh, out of the foreign land, if you want to come out of the slavery of sin, you need to eat the doctrine of the cross unleavened. Shouldn't have the mixture of the law of Egypt in it. <laughs> Shouldn't have the mixture of the law of Pharaoh in it. You need to have that unleavened as Exodus chapter 12 is talking. So it's a doctrine, it's an understanding the truth of that Passover that brings you out of the slavery of the flesh. Because when Passover happened, some people could have stayed, but we read that in Hebrews that by faith they took the Passover and they were delivered from Egypt. So let's read chapter 12 in Exodus, in Exodus. Verse 1, it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of the month. It shall be the first month to, of the year to you. I speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each one's need, 
you shall make your count for the lamb. So what is he basically saying? It says it has to be enough of meat for every family. So because you're going to take the lamb, sacrifices and later on eat that. So you need to make sure that there is enough for everyone. So verse five says, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You make it from sheep or from the goats. So look at verse six. It says, now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. So now let's understand the Passover lamb that he's talking here is talking about the Christ. It says, you are going to go get that lamb you are going to kill that lamb. <laughs> so the whole congregation of this Israel, the whole city, you are the one who is responsible for making sure that this Passover lamb is basically sacrificed. So what is he saying? What is he trying to say to us? It's, it's understanding, okay, Christ that's true. Two thousand years ago, he came and he was he was the uh, he was the Passover lamb. But the thing is, it's you that needs to bring that lamb into your house and, as Paul says, and eat it, so that you bec it becomes personal to you, so that de that deliverance from sin and flesh can happen to you. If you don't do this, then death is not going to pass over you, and death going to come to your house. So look at verse seven. It says, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. They shall eat the flesh uh, that night roasted in fire with, uh, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. And now look at verse nine. And do not eat it raw nor boil it with the water, but roasted with fire. So there's so much hidden here, which is uh, not the purpose of this video. Hopefully one day we'll get there. But here's, here's my point. It says unleavened bread, right? You remember Paul said, now it's that time that you need to eat the unleavened bread because the, the Passover lamb is sacrificed. So you need to have this feast going. <laughs> so this is the time of eating and rejoicing. Look at verse 11. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and a staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. You shall eat it in haste. So the whole purpose of sacrificing the Passover was so they can eat it. So the whole purpose of eating is you got to eat it quickly in haste because you, so basically it says get ready you have the belt on your waist sandals on your uh, on your feet and staff in your hands so it sounds like someone who is already clothed and ready to go so why because you need to ready to get delivered from the slavery of sin from the bondage of Egypt the flesh that you are in so the whole story of the Passover lamb was that they could eat it and Paul says guys the Passover is actually sacrificed. It's time to eat the body. It's time to have the unleavened bread. It's time to eat that doctrine of the Christ. So how do you eat the sacrifice? I mean, Jesus talked about it in 
chapter 6 of book of John and says, you know, eat my flesh and drink my blood and people got offended, people got, people left. And Jesus said, no, 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 it's my word. It's my word that gives life. The flesh and the blood, it's a doctrine of Christ, is the word of God that became flesh. And if you eat that word that is unleavened from the law of Egypt, from the law of flesh, from the law, that's when you experience that freedom from, from Egypt. That's where you, you realize that, okay, death, sin passed over, we are free from Pharaoh, we are free from sin. I don't have to live in sin anymore. I live free from sin. I am not in Egypt. If I eat the Passover lamb, the doctrine of Christ unleavened, then that means that death is already passed over. And that means I need to haste to come out of this flesh bondage, to come out of the realm of, out of the sin bondage. So if Christ is, if Christ the Passover lamb is sacrificed, that means you can come out of the slavery of sin. And that means saying that I'm still in sin, I'm still bound to sin, we are still sinner is not true. If you say that, that means you're still in Egypt and that means you haven't eaten this Passover lamb to make you free from the slavery of sin and death. And this is the story of Egypt. It's where God heard our cry. God heard our groaning because we were in sin and flesh. We wanted to do good things, we couldn't. We, we, we didn't wanna do bad things, we did because there was the law of sin was working in us and forcing us to obey and produce death. But God said, I have heard you. And that's why I came down to deliver you from what is holding you back. Or have come down so that you can be free from the bondage of the flesh, the slavery of the sin, and the laws of flesh. So that I can lead you to the promised land. So when you come to Christ and you say, our sins are forgiven, you are basically saying, I ate from the Passover lamb and I have come out of the land of Egypt. But this is just the beginning. The reason your sins are forgiven, it's because you are supposed to go to the promised land and inherit the body of Christ, which we are going to talk about it later. It's you're supposed to inherit the promised land. But that's why God came and, and dealt with sin on the cross so you can inherit a greater things. Okay, thank you so much for being with me today and uh, we will see you next week.